Hello and welcome to the Pre-Pixels podcast. Podcasts where friends talk about video games. Fuck yeah, they do. I'm one of your hosts, Joey Crunwell, here today with Running Up That Hill, Kluinski. How are you doing, Ron? Uh, that that song was not 30 years ago. That song was 40 years ago. That was, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that it's made a comeback, though. Yeah. It's nice. I fucking love Kate Bush, as yeah. many people often know. But I'm not going to be one of those gatekeeper things like, I will listen to Kate Bush way before. Fuck off. I'll listen to fucking Kate 40 Bush. 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Maybe 30 years yeah. ago was the first time I heard Kate Bush. Yeah. Wow, I think that's uh, the first song I heard. Also here with Paula Long, the Watchtower. Gross cough. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Um, I should have brought my Bob Dylan, you know, harmonica. Um, <laughs> oh, what's that called? Like a little harmonica stand that I wear around my neck? There you go, yeah. What yeah. are those fucking things called? I don't know what they're called, but I should have been wearing one. I could have done a little solo right after you, th- you introduced uh, yeah. me to me. I think they're called Zooter Tutors. Yeah, that's, that's it, that. Yep, that, that, yep, yep. Uh, uh, that's what a I owner Zooter Tutor. Yep. yep. Tutor. There we go. Um, yep. No, it's literally just called a harmonica neck holder. Oh, wow. Should have brought my, my harmonica neck holder. Really? <laughs> it's not like a niche thing. Like nope. A lot of Come musicians on, use it. The, surely there's a better. Fucking Zooter Tutor. Zooter yes. Tutor. Zooter Tutor is changing it. Zooter Tutor. It's either a harmonica neck holder or just a harmonica holder. That's it. <sighs> that's that so un, unimpressive. For for a device attached to artistry and creativity, you think they would you know, come up with a better name? Tutor, tutor. Do you think that like people who play like the guy in Blues Traveler? Do you think he has a little case? You know how musicians have like oh yeah, cases? oh one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Just you know, a little you know, he, he had something better than that. He had literally a vest. With a bunch of little pockets in it, like oh my, like, he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like a Chewbacca ammo belt. Pulls out another one. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, harmonicas. well, so that's the thing is like harmonicas are actually like kind of delicate instruments. Like yeah. they need they need to be protected. No, my thing. I want it to have a handle. That's the thing. Oh, no, yeah, be a when, hard case. Yes, with like if you have multiple ones, like you can get cases like that. No, just yeah. one. I just want one with a handle. But there's one single little like seven inch little case and you carry and everyone else is carrying these big heavy cases like, you know, the ch- the cellist has their big heavy case, the guitarist, the bassist, and then the yeah. harmonica. Mo- dude, most of the ones wheels oh my- on it. To roll. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a really long arm. Most, most cases like a whole multiple ones. There's one in here that has like 60 goddamn harmonicas in it. Damn, and it, well, think, they they go anywhere from hard shell to soft shell shell to like fucking road case. Do they are there? Is there a flying V harmonica? I bet there is. I bet there fucking is. Probably. I wouldn't yeah. put it past the harmonica. Oh, this one's got a spot for the harmonica mic too. That's pretty nice. Hmm. What you gonna say, Paul? Well, I was going to say one. I was going to say, I think the guy from Blues Traveler had the opposite approach of like, if someone, you know, a real, a real Blues Traveler hater tries to take me out, I have all these harmonicas strapped to my chest that will. By, by the way, his name, his name is John Popper. Um, John yes. Popper. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I wonder if John Popper had fantasies about people trying to assassinate him and he like <laughs> falls to the floor and he's like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it hit Lucy, my lucky harmonica. My God, these <laughs> cases are just fucking insane. Holy shit! How expensive too. are they? This one is a uh, 
it has a it's a plastic cart yeah it's a plastic one and it has a handle it is 34 centimeters by 13 centimeters so what about yay big by like yay big whatever i don't know i don't know centimeters i'm an american size uh it holds 30 harmonicas as well as a microphone and cable damn and it's 105 dollars Oh man, that's not bad. No, that's not that's, not, that's 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 uh, actually less than I was expecting. Hmm. But Paul, you were gonna say? Oh, I was just imagining because <clears throat> you mentioned it was like named, and I was thinking about like Lucille BB King's like famous guitar and how everyone was like, "Oh, I want to play it," but <laughs> someone's like, "Oh, I have that famous harmonica," and you go up to play it, it just <laughs> smells like spit. <laughs> so I went I to cleaned it for forty years. Yeah. <laughs> So I went to a blues show once at a bar near us, uh, and they take it super fucking seriously. Like the guy who is like had the harmonica doing the lead singing, like he had a fucking bottle of Listerine and he was wiping down the microphone and everything before he started using it. And this is pre pandemic. Like he is wiping down the microphone. He's wiping down his harmonicas and all that stuff, making sure they're all nice and clean and all that stuff. Pretty serious instrument. I mean, yeah. I don't like the microphone thing. I always used to to wonder that because, like you said, pre pandemic, when you see singers, some of them get on that thing. Oh yeah, They're no, like the mic is usually in my mouth when I am singing because yeah. like I have to be touching it, and it's yeah. the worst when it, it has a bad ground and you get um, <laughs> static shock. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've actually had I, a friend of mine was playing a show once. And at this bar called the Mutiny, which is a shit bar, it's great. I love it. Or it was a shit bar. Uh, it is no longer with us. Um, now it's luxury. He uh, <laughs> he set up, and he he noticed like his microphone had a little bit of a like static too when he was holding his guitar. I just bought my microphone, and um, when he was telling me, he's like, ah, whatever, no, no big worries, and. <laughs> like fucking first song in he goes to go sing and he gets fucking shocked like really bad because he was holding his guitar and it was on and everything was on he got shocked he got knocked back and dislocated his fucking shoulder jeez out did he keep did he keep playing no he could not oh, keep playing come on. and it was like the first fucking song oh. Oh, of course what is, what is it what, what was he playing what style of music um what was his band? I don't know. This is just like, you know, generic. Obviously wasn't rock and roll. Because <laughs> just get back up and keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that, that, that's like the weird Catholic approach that like Jack White takes to playing, right? Like I remember yeah. that, that one interview with Conan O'Brien, he says he doesn't, he doesn't keep like a little pick holder thing on his microphone stand because if he loses a pick he wants to be punished for it by having to run back and grab another one i I do like his whole thing though of like just playing these like weird ass shitty guitars yeah they're like really hard to play yeah (laughs) and he there was one i forgot who fucking did it but he uh some guitarist was like i made a guitar that's like easy for people to play that doesn't fight with them and everything it's like i'm gonna fucking make i'm gonna play this guitar and i'm gonna play it in the worst fucking way possible <laughs> like sort of thing like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a thing that like you aim to strive for like you should be having to fight your instrument to like learn it better rather than just being like super easy for you to pick up and play which i you know that that's true like you shouldn't have the easiest thing going into it if you want to like get good you know what i mean 
I think it's a good. I think it's a give and take. Yeah. I, I, know, I think sometimes he, <laughs> yeah. he he works for him. Yeah, obviously, but yeah, like, not every not everybody's like that. I you know I get that too. So I don't but, know, if you're you're a seventy year old you know guitarist and you, <laughs> you have arthritis in your fingers, you probably don't need <laughs> the most painful guitar to play. <laughs> that no, that was my thinking when I tried to teach myself guitar. I was like, I want to learn on acoustic because everything I read says to begin on electric because it's so much easier to hold down the strings and to slide and everything like that. And I was like, but I want it to be hard. So then when I move over to electric, it'll be easier. And then I just never moved over to electric. I mean, I had an electric guitar, but Ron, Ron knows I sucked at it. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to play. Um, I'm glad that I clarified at the beginning of this episode that this was a video game about, <laughs> about play, a podcast about playing video games. <laughs> instruments if, instruments if can be video games. Listening, guitar, guitar Hero. Yeah. Uh, Rocksmith. Rocksmith, yeah. Um, um, Donkey Kong. Congo, oh, Congo, yeah. Conga, 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 yeah, Jungle Beats, Jungle Beats Beat Mania, yeah. uh, Guitar Freaks, yeah. Beat Saber, Beat Saber, yeah. um, Dance Dance Revolution, Busta Groove, Poppers, John Poppers Just Blow, 2016, that one part of Star Wars Connect, um, I'm Han Solo, set to um, Jason Derulo's writing solo. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That was a point where I, I now Star Wars has kind of blown up, but at that point, like the prequels were done, and the only thing we had were like video games. And when I saw that, I was like, "What is happening to Star Wars?" <laughs> like, never I'm so thought happy. I would see the carbonite's gone and I'm moving on. <laughs> That's true. We don't. We don't. We never see them like really celebrating. We get like the end when like everyone's celebrating them, but we never really get to see them party. So, yeah, all right, we got Lando and Han Solo in a dance. <laughs> we Lando got, would, would kick his ass. We, we gotta get uh, we gotta get into this. We can't we can't keep giving people the runaround. Oh, uh, let's, let's let's get into that's it. a surefire way to um, do something. I don't remember the lyrics, but sure anyway, way to that's another Bruce Traveler song right now. But anyway, yes. when all you when all the slow, slow me down, me down. slow me down, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love. I, I ironically love Blues Travel, by the way. So yeah, I think yeah. Blues Travel is fun yeah, as hell. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with they, you, Ron. I've I've heard they're really cool guys too, unlike Dave Matthews Band. But let's not get into that. That's another episode. <laughs> um, so today's episode, we're going to be doing another episode of Who Knew That Review. Uh, we're going to call it Volume Four. I, I always i I don't remember the previous naming conventions that I used and I don't really care. I just make up a new one every time. So who knew that review volume four? Is it just kind of a picture of Ozzy going like this on the front of it in like black and white, like black Sabbath volume four. It's gonna, we're going to (laughs) change the podcast episode art just for, just for this one. Um, But for this game, we'll each be reading reviews for two games. We're going to emit proper nouns and important quote unquote giveaway words or phrases like character names, locations, publishers, et cetera. And then if we're nearing the end of the review and we feel like we're not getting it, then we can like let some clues slip out. If we finish the review and we still don't get it, we can start giving clues like publishers, year, released, things like that. And we want you to play along. So we're going to try to read as much of the review as possible, even if we have a guess. But before we get there, I have had a super busy week, so I haven't kept up with the news all that much. I did watch the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. Did anyone else check that out? No, I did not. 
No. They called it a mini showcase, and it was, I think it was like a half an hour long. It was like 26, 28 minutes, something like that. It was not mini. There were a lot of games. I'm not going to go through all of them. A lot of them were sort of repeated from the previous showcases that we saw, like Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, and we're like near uh, Automata, the end of Yorha edition is not like something new. So there was a lot of like, there weren't a lot of like big bombshells, but they showed a lot more Sonic Frontiers, which, you know, we both, Paul, recently we talked about how we've heard mixed things. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing better things now. I think a lot of the initial negative impressions were because of the screenshots of the world were so empty, but I'm getting, I'm hearing people say that it's actually probably a good thing because you're moving through them really quickly. So um, they showed more of that. It looked too. Pretty looks pretty interesting. Uh, I'm getting more and more excited about Live Alive. It's an RPG. It's a Square Enix RPG that was never released in the United States back back I think during the SNES era, and they're remaking it, quote unquote, from the ground up. Which again, who knows what that means nowadays? But in 2D HD, and I'm like, it's from partially from the creators of Chrono Trigger. So I'm like, I gotta probably check that out. Um, I think this was the first full look at Dragon Quest Treasures, which I thought looks really cool. I love Dragon Quest XI. It's based on characters from that game. So I'm interested in that. And then Harvestella. There were a lot of farming sim games in this. And Harvestella is one from Square Enix, where it's a farming sim mixed with RPG elements. So I'm like, I'm really curious how that's going to hit, because farming sims are still pretty big. And then they're big. One more thing. Valley is like... yeah. That that's huge. That's a looming yeah. shadow over this game as well. And I feel like that's it's 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 continued success is what's leading to the continued release because everyone's trying to at least be the game that you turn to when you're a little bored of Stardew Valley. But in my experience, everyone just goes back to Stardew Valley. They start a new game and they're like, "Yeah, this is fun. I like this." And they're like, "You know what? It, you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to play Stardew Valley." And they go back to Stardew Valley, but. But their big one more thing at the end was, just like some of the previous showcases, Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable coming to the Switch. I feel like it's so funny. Everyone was like, can we announce it? Can we announce it? So like, it was announced for Microsoft. It was announced for uh, Nintendo Switch now. And it's weird that they did it separately. And like Sony didn't announce it because Sony has had them. Um, but they did clarify later that, yes, especially these remasters of Persona 4 and Persona 3 are coming to modern PlayStation consoles. But uh, they emphasized that this is their partners. So it's a partner showcase. And I'm like, where's the where's the first party one? You know what I mean? There's got to be one for the summer. What are we going to what do you guys think we're going to see at it? Do you think we'll see Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. I mean, that's a 2023 game now, right? Yeah. Do you think we'll see anything, though? A little preview, a little taste? Maybe. I, I don't know, though. I mean, there, there's not even... Well, but maybe that's what we'll see, right? Because, like... Yeah, we've seen, like, a little bit of gameplay footage of it, but it's just so hard to, to know, <laughs> you know, because they've been pretty hush-hush about it, aside yeah. from that. I mean, what other what other games do they have that, like, peop- that they might be making? Like, they already did New Metroid... So they're not going to do anything else with that. Mario Kart is currently in development. Um, they're not, I think they're not going to show anything, though. I think them <laughs> no. saying that it's currently in development is probably all that they're going to get. 
they're gonna make some one of the developers apologize very publicly <laughs> we have to delay it and we're like we didn't even have a date what the hell? Um, no metroid they they are working on metroid prime 4 so there's that oh i guess that yeah they announced. do have that yeah there's a there's a rumor that they're remaking so there's for a long time, the Metroid Prime trilogy has been rumored to be like in the wings waiting, like it's been ported and it's ready to go, but they just haven't dropped it. But now there's a rumor that they're completely remaking Metroid Prime 1, and that's what the delay was, was that they're going to release the remade Metroid Prime 1 and then just release regular mat- remasters, you know, or upreses of Metroid Prime 2 Kind of like they did with when they did the re- Resident Evil remake and then they just did like the upres versions of 2 and 3 originally. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So that that could be it. Um and I don't know, Nintendo's full of surprises. Like there were like we didn't know in the beginning of the year when all the other companies released their like, oh, here's what we're coming out with. We didn't know with Nintendo until they had that direct where it was like, here's all these games you can play in like by summer. And it was like, yeah. oh shit. Like a lot we didn't expect like, you know, a quarter of them. So I'll be curious to see when that's gonna Hit, but I'm not going to hold my breath because it's hard to tell with Nintendo. Speaking of holding my breath, Paul, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I played a lot of Shredder's Revenge um, yeah. recently, which I had a great time with. It was yeah, super fun playing with everybody. And then... Um, yeah, I I just think it's cool as hell. It it made me nostalgic for all the side scroller, you know, beat 'em up games um of old. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but also and you mentioned this before, like X Men. Um and uh oh gosh, and like yeah, the Simpsons one and like yeah, I don't yeah. know. It, it was just yeah, it it was awesome. So I, I really enjoyed that. And then we played some analog games as well, Joey. Yeah. Um, yeah, we played I wanna highlight two that really um, blew our hair back. Um, one is uh the Alien board game, Alien: The Fate of the Nostromo, or whatever. Is that am I saying that right? Nostromo, yeah, Nostromo. Yep, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Well, and they nailed it because that game it's fun as hell. It's amazing. A cooperative um game where you're you're kind of completing different randomized tasks um with up to what is it like five people working together? I yeah. think so. Yeah, and uh, no, it's just awesome, and uh, the I think the difficulty scales so well. Um, I think it was it, it, they create so many different scenarios that each sort of match is really challenging and like fun, and you can throw ash in there to make it even more challenging, which we did, and it was a nightmare. Um, yeah, yeah, and that was <laughs> that that was really fun. Well, that uh, one though wasn't a nightmare because of ash. No, like, but we... the, the ash effect of we were so worried about ash that yeah. <laughs> We we got fucked really hard. <laughs> yeah, because you you sacrificed yourself in a way. You were like, I'm gonna lock myself in a room with him and just keep an eye on him, and you guys go do your thing. And you did that, and the alien said, I'm gonna lock myself in any room that you guys are in, and just came out and just was fucking attacking us nonstop. Yeah, we just got torn apart. We lasted a lot longer than I thought we would in yes. that one. Oh, but. we did because we thought it was over, like it was gonna be over like a turn, and we ended up getting. Almost to the 
to the point to I think did we complete our last mini objective or did we get right to the last mini objective before the final objective? I think we got to the last I think we needed one more and then the final objective. Which is pretty far. Yeah, yeah. but it was it was great. It yeah, it it was so much fun. And yeah, even when you're losing, like in that one we lost, but it was so thrilling to to just survive, like just to get a turn longer, you know, and just like kind of make it work. Um Another thing that I really appreciate, the board game really leans into Jonesy the cat from the movie. Yes. <laughs> like, a hardcore, like, Jonesy is on the front of the box. Jonesy is on the, the, the first thing when you open it up, it's the, the, the bottom of the, the board, and it's just a big picture of Jonesy. <laughs> and yep. then he, Jonesy shows up in the game, and you can craft, like, a cat carrier. <laughs> and so, yeah. the Jonesy the cat content in this game is so brilliant. So... Um, that was amazing. And I, I really thought, so I was obsessed with Jonesy. I was like, I'm, I have to get Jonesy. And I was surprised like that we're all cat people. Like we're all big cat people in the group, but everyone I think was very focused on winning. So I was like, should I build a cat carrier? And they're like, I mean, you know, if you, if you, if you want to, and I'm like, what what do you mean if I want to? Like, there is no escape without Jonesy. Like we have to, (laughs) and we never did. We never actually successfully completed the game with Jonesy. I got Jonesy once, I caught him, sweet little baby. And then, and that game kind of sucked. It was our first game. And we were, our last objective, if I remember correctly, was we all had to gather in the meeting room. With a, with one um, top, or a scrap, one scrap. One one scrap, yeah. We were all in there except for me. I was in, I think, the, uh, the bridge coming to the room. And... We had we, we felt okay. We had like four or five uh, health left, basically. And then the alien got into the room and attacked all, all everyone in the room. And so it Im- immediately killed. And I think we were all shocked. We all looked at him. And we're like, wait, so we're we're dead. Yeah. Nope. Yep. We're dead. Like it was like I don't think we at that point again. It was our first time playing, so like, we weren't quite maybe being cautious enough or something, but. Uh, yes, and you you did have Jonesy that time, but Jonesy just watched all of us die. And because that, that's the other thing is, it is a cooperative game, but you don't have to cooperate. Like you can, like everyone can be on board, and we can all make like group decisions. But there were times where like it would be my turn, and I'm like, so I'm gonna go in here and flip this over to try to get Jonesy, and everyone's like. <laughs> If you want to, and I could tell, like, don't do that. Like, you better be off doing something else. And I'm like, nope, I gotta try to get to those. But yeah, and the other thing is, I feel like we all really liked it. I don't think it was one of those board games where it's like a couple people like it. Like, I think we were all in love with. We played like four or five games. It was, it was great. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome, and definitely want to play war. And then we played Telestrations, which I've talked about on the show before which is telephone meets Pictionary. And the basic premises of it is like, you start, you have a word and you get assigned that word from like a card that you get and then you roll it. One person rolls a dice and then everyone picks the fifth or sixth or third word on their card. And then you write the word, pass it, then the other person draws it and then you pass it. And then based on that drawing, the next person like guesses what it is, pass it, and then you draw it again. And we did run and it was amazing. <laughs> it's not amazing. It was not amazing. <laughs> it was amazing I fucking Jerry, froze. <laughs> your dear friend who knows you so well. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jerry, I'll let you tell the story. No, no, I, 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 I so 
we had like switched order because at first I was drawing for Paul, and then I, I think it was you, Paul. You were like, "Wouldn't should we like switch order? Switch, you know, go reverse?" And we're like, "Yeah." And you like normally you have these cards with the nouns or the phrases on them, and you roll a dice to see which one you get. And some of them are blank, and you can just make up whatever you want for those. And so our, I think it was our first round we were going the other way. Paul got a blank, and he wrote Ron. And he's laughing and he's like, this is going to be great. And so I'm thinking it's going to be like a flying deck or something, you know, something <laughs> weird. And he hands it to me. And same, 60 same thing. Seconds, same thing. Basically. But yeah, I, I should have just drawn that. And Tab would have been like, Ron, of course. Um, but no, he hands it to me and it says, Ron, and you have 60 seconds to draw. And so I'm like, fuck. So I draw like the outline of the person and I start to draw your face and I'm like, trying to draw the the facial hair because I'm like, that's going to be key because the person guessing is Tab. I'm like, Tab, I think, knows enough of, like, your face to, like, if I can get the... Fa- I, I am not an artist, by the way. That's the problem is, like, I have to use, like, key features to, like, clue people in on things. And so I'm like, I got to get his facial hair right. So I'm like, I drew, like, f- like mutton chops and I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't look right. And then I erase it and I'm like, I drew, like, the outline of, like, your facial hair, but then it looked like you had a full beard, and I'm like, no, that's not right, and, like, it's <laughs> running out of time, and so it was just this really generic shape of a dude with, like, again, what looked like a beard, so Tab guessed Paul, <laughs> and I was like, well, <sighs> and then in our very last round, we had two Pauls, <laughs> two people wrote, because we said, we said we can write whatever we want. Like, it was like, I was getting ready to leave, like the night was over and we're like, let's do one more round, write whatever you want, whatever you want. Two people wrote Pauls. <laughs> so you just do the same thing Paul again? Drawings. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. I, oh. I, I don't think I, no, yeah, I did get it. I did get Paul. Yeah. Um, no, I, I drew Paul podcasting. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. fancier microphone than I, I have. <laughs> well, because you used your laptop mic, and I was like, if I just draw a laptop, people might be like, a guy had a laptop? I don't know. So, um, so yeah, I wrote the, I wrote, I wrote my microphone, and people knew. No, I drew it. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was a, that was a blast. I, I loved playing some analog, analog games of you. You guys brought a lot more that we didn't get to, to play, but. Someday, 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 one day. That's okay. Quality yeah. over quantity, I'd say. We should have a an actual full on pretty pixels gaming event at some point. Huh. Get Let's Ron do in it. There. Yeah. yeah. Make it work. Strip, strip Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the guy game Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be Felicia. <laughs> Um, Ron, what have you been playing? Uh, fucking nothing. It's been a busy, busy, busy week. The only thing I've been playing is Apple Fitness, fucking trying to beat my records of walking and whatnot. Uh, the, the current month challenge is to do uh, 940 minutes of exercise throughout the month, which is basically 30 minutes of exercise a day for the whole month. A day? A Damn. day, yeah. I mean, we, I've been taking like half hour walks like every day, so like that's not that hard. It's just hard though when, you know, it's supposed to rain all next week, so, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I've been kind of taking, like, longer walks if possible to kind of, like, build up a little bit of buffer. It's the worst fucking thing about some of these challenges. It's like, hey, you know what? Like, Why don't you try doing, like, 25 days worth of, you know, like, you know, hitting your move goal, which is, like, you know, burning, like, 670 calories or whatever. 
And it's like, oh, that seems feasible. I could do that. And then you miss like six days. And it's like, well, I guess it's I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. So I'm just completely out of it. Like, there's no way I can like burn extra calories to get it back. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. It's like, mm. once you miss a day, it's like, all right, well, you're fucked. I'm like, all right, cool. At least this one's like feasible. Um, yeah, I haven't really had time much time to play games because, you know, no one's been inviting me to TMMT except for one time. Uh, but you know that happens. Uh, <laughs> we haven't played. We haven't played most of this week. We've been. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just being for serious. Um, so <laughs> no, I've been watching. Uh, I've actually been watching some uh, SGDQ is uh, Super Games Done Quick is actually in person this year. So that's oh, kind of wow. that's kind of fun to watch um, because they have like the crowd and stuff like that. So that's kind of neat to like actually like hear people like cheering when they do cool shit and whatnot. Uh, I watched the speed run of control. Um, but I watch, I watched like the uh, Super Mario World, like Kaizu. It's like those, like, you know, really hard fucking Super Mario World, like levels, like the custom ones that people build and shit like that. It was a relay race where, like, the runners, this is their first time seeing, like, all of these levels. And, like, they have to basically, like, figure them out on the fly, sort of thing. It's fucking nuts. One of the things that I watched, though, was. It, it it was called uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Beta Showcase. And what it was, was that they were like showing off. It, it was part of the TaskBot uh, series, which uh, TaskBot is a tool-assisted speedrun bot. They basically mm-hmm. like plug it up and it basically plays the game in like... Finds like the most efficient yeah, route. Yeah, like people like program it to do the most efficient speedrun route. Well, this one, they had the speedrunner playing it Taskbot just did this like one little thing to kind of like unlock like all this beta stuff. But as you're going, as they're going through it, like it starts as like a pretty normal speed run. Uh, but as after the Taskbot does its thing, the speedrunner takes over and kind of just keeps doing his thing. And he's showing off like all these like weird beta things. But it's like, it's stuff that's like, it's still on the cart. And because they're playing an actual unmodified 64 with uh, aside from like an RGB mod for clean output, original version one cart of original 64. But as they're showing off like all these beta stuff of stuff that's in the game, like that was left on the cartridge, it like actually has kind of like full fleshed out like story stuff, which is really weird. And at the end of it, they reveal that they found a way to basically program stuff into the game. Huh. So basically oh. like, cause it ends with breath of the wild link and Zelda models in game. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, they basically in, in the new styling, new graphics, in the new style, new graphics. And, and it had fucking Twitch support in it. People were typing stuff and it was showing up in the game at this end. And point. they didn't know that? Or did they do it on purpose? They did it on purpose. Like this this oh, this shit. whole thing like was to show that like they found a way to basically program stuff into they basically built a game within the actual like hard coded game. They were showing off like beta stuff, like stuff that was like left on the cartridge at the you know whatever, like, you know, beta characters or unused items and stuff like that. But they built the story around it. They actually built an actual... It's fucking just nuts to, like... I, I There's there's actually, like, an explanation thing 
that's uh, another YouTube channel I follow. Who he basically like explains like how like assembly language and games work and stuff like that. He did a little thing that went along with this to explain how all this stuff worked. And basically, it's like when the taskbot took over. Um, that's the only thing it was doing was forcing button inputs to basically write code. And it, and it did it all like it did this, it basically did this like, I think it was like an hour long speed run. Basically did like, well, I guess it was a 40 minutes ish, like 40 minutes of like game was made all using this task, which is, it's it's just fucking nuts. Like it's just fucking crazy to see this. Yeah. I'll, I'll share the link with, uh, uh, in the in the, in the pixels Snapchat, uh, but yeah, just it fucking fucking crazy that someone was yeah. able to do that. Yeah, it it just continually amazes me how creative and productive mod communities are, and some of these like adjacent communities. It's it's really cool. I have been playing. I did play a Little Shredder's Revenge at the beginning, like last weekend. Um, but like we talked about, we've we've all been pretty busy. I did have a chance to finish the quarry, though, finally. I feel Ooh. like everyone else has finished and moved on. So I finished my first playthrough, and about half of the campers died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, I was trying really hard. With these games, the super massive games, I the, the general like path or routine is basically the same for me as I'll lose someone like halfway through and then I get really paranoid and I keep everyone alive. And then right at the end, a bunch of people die. That kind of held true, except someone died really early for me, like in chapter three. And I was very, really annoyed. Like some of the, so in this game, they still have the uh, quick time events, the QTEs like they did in previous games, but in previous games they were, buttons so it'd be like x or y or you know x or y <laughs> it's not i mean it could be if it was on xbox but uh like you know x or circle or whatever on this one they just do directions on the joystick and like that's fine but like sometimes when you're going to push the joystick up you might accidentally push a little bit right and it'll register it as right and so that's how that character died i think because at the time i was really confused because the quick time event or quick time prompt was up and I know I hit up, but it said I hit right. And I was like, that didn't. So then I was like, maybe it was like two. I was supposed to hit it twice or something. But I played through it again now on my second playthrough. And no, it just it's just up. So it was just sloppy on my end. But I wish it was a button because then I know that if I didn't press X, I didn't press X. And it's not like, I think I hit up. I'm pretty sure that kind of thing. And then I was really mad about two deaths right at the end because one of them was my favorite character because... One of the things that's sort of confusing about this game is orientation because it'll cut, it'll go to like a cut scene um, or like a real time action scene where you don't have any control and the camera is jumping around a lot. And then it'll suddenly the camera will go back to you and it'll be like, like in this particular situation, it was like, sh- now shoot the bad guy. And you have literally have like two or three seconds to move the gun and shoot the bad guy. But the problem is there's, I don't want to say who the what the the antagonists are, but there's this, an antagonist creature in front of you, and you're like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad antagonist creature, and so they don't really give you enough time to decide between that one and the other one. 
And so I didn't act quick enough. And so I got killed and the other character got killed. Oh, and, shit. and just from that one little, and I don't even think it was a mistake. It's just, I didn't have enough time to actually process the information because of the way, like, I didn't know what I was looking at again, because the, the camera was jumping around all over the place. So I was upset about that. And then a character I didn't like died at the very end. Cause I wasn't trying very hard to save him. Cause I was like, I don't care anymore. Favorite character died. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the end, so there's nine campers, Laura, Caitlin, uh, Dylan, Emma, Nick, Abby, Ryan, Max, and Jacob. Is that nine? Eight, four? Yeah. Um, and for me, Laura, Emma, Ryan, and Jacob died. And I put them in order. Actually, that's my favorite. That's I put them in my order of favorite campers. Not that and you guys don't care. You didn't play it. But for those of you that played and you have your favorites, my favorites in order are Laura, Caitlin, Dylan, Emma, Nick, Abby, Ryan, Max, and Jacob. So... Be curious to hear yours if you want to write in prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I am trying a second run now to sit, keep everyone alive. So I'm actually going to use a guide this time because especially for those situations, I'm like, I'm not about to lose characters on stupid little things that you can't control and you can't go back. You can't go back and save because it auto saves. So there's that. And then I started playing Honey Pop 2 and it's much better than Honey Cam Studio for sure. It is like a true sequel to the original Honey Pop. It's a match three game slash dating sim. And the twist is that now when you go on dates with the girls and you play match three, you are, you're actually going on like a double date. So you have to switch between the girls and try to keep both of them happy at the same time. And it's kind of challenging, but it's what I liked about the first game. So Honey Pop 2, pretty cool. Nice. So... Anything else before we move on to who knew that review? No, I don't think so. Part 42. Okay. Um, <laughs> so who knew yeah, that review? Jackie Robinson. Uh, part 42. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start doing that for our games wearing um, jerseys of some sort every time we. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try to wear shirts for the, for the podcast that we're doing, but I try to wear shirts in general. I try to wear shirts sometimes and <laughs> it works out half the time, but no, I couldn't wear anything today. Cause I didn't want to give anything away. So I'm yeah. wearing a little, a little mermaid shirt, yes. but, uh, all right. Uh, any volunteers to go first? I can go first. Um, if no one wants to jump right in. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in then. Yeah. Like, like Ariel herself. Like Ariel. Okay. Okay. Okay, Let me get this up. Let me zoom in. Okay. So I'm going to read these slightly out of order. Okay. Are we ready? Ready. All right. God, I hope I don't slip and say, (laughs) I'm always so paranoid (laughs) of that. Okay. First blank. Blank has everything going for it. Good license, great story, interesting characters, plenty of villains. Then why does it seem so difficult to translate Blank's world into a video game? Fans of the cartoon series might not be able to get around the oddly letterboxed but still semi-decent graphics, difficult control, and sloppy fighting system. The setup of the game is right, but the execution is off. Still, it's not the worst license ever made into a game. 
any that so that's the first of four reviews and we're going to hold guesses until closer to the end but but what do you guys think? I mean, you can talk amongst yourself you can throw out guesses i'm not going to confirm or deny but if you want to postulate amongst each other any any thoughts so far i mean it's, got, it's a license licensed game letterboxing so that puts it at maybe like ps2ish era i'm gonna guess yeah. uh or, combat. At, at least combat. combat a lot of characters something that should be translated easily to a video game but somehow they fuck it up yeah i mean i was thinking of like well but it's not primarily known as like a show which and, I it's, guess would be the- and it's based off of a cartoon too yeah yeah mm, yeah I don't know. I because I, I was thinking of like I mean that was the talk about like Batman for a while, and I was thinking maybe animated series, but I don't know. It's too that, early to tell. That, yeah, that would have that would have been like Super Nintendo era, and I don't I don't think they would have been talking about letterbox stuff in like you know Super Nintendo era. Mm, yeah. Was was there one for PlayStation? Was there an animated series mm-hmm. game for PlayStation? Mm-hmm. I could. There were two. I can I, I can maybe see letterbox starting to pop up around then, but not necessarily. All right, I think I'm ready for the next next one. All right, here we go. Review number two of the same game. Blank has gone horribly limp. An abysmal storyline fails to hold this hodgepodge of mini-missions together in any interesting manner. Uh, fog-laden backgrounds and often infuriating controls seal Blank's fate more potently than Blank ever could. While not as bad as the fifth element, it's most definitely in the same league. Overall, I got no satisfaction from solving any of the missions. I knew the next would be equally as painful. The fuck does the fifth element have to do with this? Yeah, that, um. that is a, that is a, um, a curveball. I feel less confident now. There's fog? A lot of fog. Okay, so fog. I'm going to guess a 64 game if there's fog. So I could say like, you know, a South Park game or were there, there were no Simpsons games for 64, were there? Hit and Run was a PS2, I think Hit and Run was like PS2 era, like that, or any of this, any of the Simpsons, I think, like Simpsons Wrestling, I think that was only PlayStation. I don't think there were any Simpsons games in 64 now that I think about it. But Fog, cartoon, cast characters. I could see maybe the South Park game, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't remember so much Fog in South Park games. Oh, there was, that era, there, there was, no, I mean like the draw distance Fog, like that sort of Fog. Yeah, oh, okay. That game was foggy as shit. It was like Turok level oh. Fog. Oh, shit. Well, maybe, maybe you're onto something, Ron. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, third review. I've seen some crap in my time as a reviewer, but I think it's safe to say that this this is the worst blank game ever made. I won't go all the way and give the thing nothing. It deserves at least half a point for actually booting up when you turn it on. Beyond that, Good though, word. I can't think of anything to recommend it. Before you even acknowledge the fact that the graphics suck and the storyline is pathetic, it has to be said that the gameplay is devoid of anything that even remotely resembles entertainment. It's so utterly annoying, I nearly broke a joypad in frustration. 
Split into differently styled sections, the gameplay consists of indoor parts with lots of combat and exploring, and outdoor bits that have you performing certain tasks, like rescuing citizens, and then flying to the next location. But since when did Blank have to fly everywhere through giant suspended hoops? And why do I have to do this so many times throughout the game and for such long periods of time? Was someone under the misconception that it might be fun? It isn't. Throw in the spectacular tag team combo of an incredibly bad camera system and controls that consider your input more as a hint of your intentions (laughs) than actual commands, and you have something that's spectacular in its crappiness. There isn't enough room here to fully express my hatred. All right, I know what it is. I'm not going to say so, it. Uh, uh, same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also soon- just add. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I like as soon as you started reading that, like le- like the first two sentences in, I'm like, I know exactly what this fucking game is. Yeah. The the one thing was a little bit of a giveaway, and I heard you heard you react, and I was like, yeah, I I thought about bleeping it, but I was like, at this point, we're more than halfway through. Maybe I should drop a hint. So if you haven't gotten it yet, oh, sorry, go ahead, Paul. I just want to add that this is the the first time we, I got to play this game with you guys. This is the game that I wanted to pick. And I oh, really? Find it. So, yeah, it's actually, yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> uh, I tried to find a positive review of it somewhere because I'm like, it would be so oh, interesting. Is, it, is to that why it. you're looking at the Nintendo Power ones? <laughs> yeah, that was one of the reasons. Yep. Um, okay, so last review. Blank. Blank. Crime fighting in huge 3D environments. There's so much potential here. It's hard to believe the developers could mess up the game this bad. The controls are horrible. It's near impossible to perform precise activities. The missions make very little sense and do not draw you into the game. At all. It's almost like amateur night at game programming school with this one. It really is too bad. Superman could have been great. So I gave it away there right at the end. Yeah. If you if you hadn't gotten it yet, Superman sixty four. Yep. Yep. Technically, just called Superman. Is it? That's what it has listed, and it says that it became. Uh, I think it was the Wikipedia article that said that it became popularly known as Superman sixty four. Oh, kind of like Doom twenty sixteen. No, yeah. Doom okay, that makes sense. I wasn't that far off with Batman then. I'm proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Well, that's why I left the cartoon part in there. I thought about bleeping it. I was like, but that'll be misleading if I say cartoon, because then they're going to be thinking. I forgot. You know. I forgot that there was a Superman cartoon at that time, too. Yeah. yeah. It was okay, too. It had yeah. a lot of famous people in it. But it got. So this is from uh, issue 120, July 1999 of Electronic Gaming Monthly. And the scores, I read the best one first. Chris gave it a 4.0 out of 10. Uh, then I read Dean, who gave it a 2.0 out of 10. Then John D. gave it a 0.5. He's the one who said it boots up, so he'll, he'll give it a 0.5. And then Shu, the editor-in-chief, gave it a 1.5 out of 10. So I think it, I think that totals 8 out, 8 out of 40. Superman 64. Yep. That's a pretty yeah. good score. Pretty good score. Yeah. Pretty good. Eight, eight it, out get, of ten. it got an eight. Yeah, it got an eight. That's, yeah. that's a great game. <laughs> hey, you know. How did they not end it with and so better than Assassin's Creed and <laughs> Resident Evil? <laughs> well, that's another thing I thought would throw you off is one of them said, it's not the worst licensed game ever made. And I was like, mm, history might might uh, might disagree. But Yeah, maybe E.T. still 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. But it, I mean, it, Superman 64 is right up there, certainly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, who's going next? I can go next. All right. Oh, shit. I flipped the page online. Um, it's Superman 64, but from a different magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it is Conflict Desert Storm 2 back to Baghdad. <laughs> <laughs> For a licensed game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mining recent tragedies. <laughs> um, okay. Um, here we go. There's a lot to love or a lot to like about blank, the best action adventure game since Zelda, the wind waker. You get to drive a speedy hovercraft, sneak through top secret installations, coordinate with a partner to solve puzzles and beat up foes with a big stick. Not only does the game do all these things well, but also imparts a constant magical feeling of exploration as you discover more about its involving story and the colorful inhabitants of the lighthearted, blank-like world around you. If you ever thought you'd prefer a short game that cons- that's consistently great over one that's artificially extended with stupid, unfun bits, you're thinking of blank. It's short, about 10 hours long, but very sweet. It's not so easy that you'll breeze through it, nor is it too hard to be frustrating. That makes blank good for casual players and even your non-gaming girlfriend. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Uh, but you'll surely dig it yourself. So that's the first review. I wonder why women felt they didn't have a place in gaming, Ooh. in the gaming hobby for Ooh. so long. Yeah, Genetics, probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, I got an idea. So, I got an idea. I think. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think I got an idea. I, I mean, okay, I, I could be so wrong, but after Wind Waker, three D action game, you drive a hovercraft, you fight with a stick. There's like elements of platforming. I think I heard right. The hovercraft things I feel like should be giving it away. Mm. Do you drive a hovercraft in Beyond Good and Evil? I. It's not a stick though. Your your weapon's a camera. Yeah. Um. It's ego. No. Um, mm, yeah, hovercraft, hovercraft. Hovercraft. Yeah. You know what? Now, now I don't know if I got to think as a hovercraft. That. Uh, oh, what a, what was the one um, banjo kazooie nuts and bolts? That was a hovercraft. Don't you, they, well, don't you you're, you're building car, you're building vehicles in general. Oh. Hovercraft. Shit. That's 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 hanging me up because right, it should uh, be a dead giveaway. Ten hours long. All right, let's hear the next one. I need, okay, I need, I need more. Let's I need let's more. Do it. Okay. The next one here. Mixing Walt Disney's colorful whimsy, the industrial dystopias of French cinematographers, Joannette and Caro, City of Lost Children, and Zelda Master Nine, Mastermind, um, Miyamoto's genius for flexible gameplay Blank is mesmerizing, ominous, and most of all, memorable. Unlike other ambitious games that try to be too many things to too many players, Blank pulls its components together beautifully. Your hovercraft handles well, letting you explore pristine waterways, chase crooks, and run races without hassle. The first-rate stealth sections escalate tension rather than induce stress with tedious trial and error. Even your responsive starship is a joy to pilot. 
<laughs> Only blanks, relative brevity, and puzzles that get recycled towards the game's end disappoint. So I think Ron and I were both responding like, okay, clues, good. And then you said hovercraft again, and we were both like... No, a space, <laughs> spacecraft is where that's where... That too. Uh, the... Because you said French, I'm like, oh, maybe it is Beyond Good and Evil. Like, that's usually French game. And then it's just like, spacecraft? What the fuck is that? Hovercraft, And then spacecraft, the art stuff art about, like, Miyamoto's creativity and, like, Disney... And that makes me think Kingdom Hearts, but I don't think you do a hovercraft in that at all. No, it's not like that's, your hovercraft. There's really no French inspiration in that in, in that design at all. I, I, th- I think there's some French inspiration, and it's definitely modeled off of, and I think even Studio Ghibli is uh, involved in the Nino Kuni games, but I don't know if you get a hovercraft in that. I only got like 10 hours in. Hey, well, you didn't beat it because that's ten hour game, so it's not Nino Cooney. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So after so okay, <laughs> so after Wind Waker, or at least around Wind Waker, or somewhere in that around area, Wind Waker, and you get a spaceship and a hovercraft. Wow. Let me let me ask Paul. You don't have to answer this if this gives gives it away. But was this one of those that you read and you were like, that's ah, too easy. They're going to get it. I kind of felt that, but I did feel it could go the other way. Like, okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I think I, I felt kind of in between, in between on it. Not unlike when I picked Prince of Persia in the sense of time where I'm like, this is an iconic game and they could either get it right away or like, we have to yeah. get to, we get to Jake Gyllenhaal and then they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right, I'm re- I'm ready for that. <sighs> All right, here. last yeah. last review. Last, re- okay. last review. Last review. Okay, this is it. Here we go. Hey, Idos, pay attention. This huh? is the game the last Tomb Raider should have been. Blank Ooh. is packed with personality and girl power, and more importantly, it controls like a dream. The play mechanics borrow from the Zelda template in all the right ways: auto jumping, enemy targeting, etc. And the game delivers enough original material to keep things fresh. For instance, Blank's camera is an integral tool. Yeah! A single shutter click can take down an entire government if you're stealthy enough to be in the right place at the right time. Similar creativity manifests itself in Blank's darkly beautiful Disney-esque world, although bouts of choppiness blight its otherwise fine graphics. An interesting story and entertaining cutscenes round out this worthwhile package. All right, Joe, you're right. Tomb Raider 2. Yep. <laughs> no, um, Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah! Okay. <laughs> See, I never I didn't I never beat it, so I played uh, I played that again kind of the opening of it and I was like, oh, I'll come back to it later and never did, but but yeah, I don't remember you getting a stick and I don't, or a spaceship. Yeah, I don't I mean, I've never Played the game, I played like you know a little bit of it, but I never like played it. Played it, so yeah. none of that sounded familiar to me at all. So yeah, but we got it. We got it. Yeah, you did get it. Yeah, well, yeah, you got it in the first one, Joey. California girls and something made California. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, do I want to? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll date it. That'll be that'll be helpful. 
a little bit. All right. So my first one. Now we're two for two. I think, the, I think my first one's going to be the easier one. Okay. See how this goes. This game has the best audio and voices I've heard on a 16-bit system. 16-bit? All, all of the voices and sounds of the arcade are reproduced nearly perfectly. The graphics are poor, with most of the detail from the arcade missing. The hidden blank are in the right places, but some of the more obscure secrets are missing. The bosses are near impossible to beat. After a while, you don't know what you have to hit. It doesn't flash or anything. You should rent it first. Wow, this is interesting. So it's a 16-bit game, a port of an arcade game. There's voice acting. I wonder, was the Aerosmith game, did they port that? I think they did port that to SNES. And I think there was voice acting in this. I'm getting caught up on that, though. What were some... Oh, there was bo- there were boss fights, but we don't see the, the hidden weak spots. Mm. It can't be a light gun game, can it? I don't... Yeah, I don't know, because, like, all the environmental secrets and stuff, like, I know light gun games can have that, but I don't usually associate that genre with, with those things. Okay. But maybe I could be wrong. Could it be, like... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know not a lot it. of... Well, I think of voice acting. I don't think of 16-bit systems. <laughs> um, what would that, I mean, I guess it could be... What would a 16-bit huh? system be? Would that be the like Super Nintendo or... Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, yeah. Okay. Or the TurboGrafx-16. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Next review, then? Next review. When an arcade-to-home translation is made for a game such as Blank, a few things should be considered. If the gameplay, graphics, and overall overall feel of the game will be lost during the process of porting over, then it shouldn't be done in the first place. This is another title that was brought out too quickly in the hopes of merely making sales off the title itself. Blank could have been done a lot better and it should head back to the drawing board. A little too late for that now. Yeah. Game's already out. Um, this is reminding me of the Final Fantasy three review that though, Ron, where <laughs> it's just generic. It's just talking about a port. And I'm like, yeah, but like, what happens in the game? <laughs> Give us some, say something about like the shooting mechanics or something. It's just basically they're just saying, this game has good, like pretty decent voice effects and is an arcade port, but it kind of sucks. Like, that's all we know, right? Well, the, the boss thing, too. Um, so it could be a shooter, but that would mean that there there's no, probably no shooting, like you don't use a gun. You probably like move the cursor around. Yeah. Could it be like a brawler, like a licensed brawler? That's why the voices are impressive. Yeah, it could be. Like something that wouldn't no... come out in the arcade. Bosses would and, make sense in that regard. Yeah, and there's no weak spots, so it could be... What if Ron is doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game? Oh, that would be so tricksy. 
He could. And Ron he is could. Trixie. Hmm. He's a Trixie son of a bitch. I don't know if bosses had weak points, though. Yeah, I don't think they did. But I think they did in the Simpsons one, right? Maybe. But did the Simpsons arcade game have a port to the SNES or Genesis? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. Hmm. Next review. The voice and music on blank are possibly the best I've heard on any 16-bit platform. The graphics are a completely different story, though. The grainy, non-detailed enemies and structures are its downfall. The control of the cursor does not handle as well as it should, and the only way you can tell if it's if you are taking damage is by looking at the life meter. Fans of blank or the arcade game might enjoy this title, but those who want a great shooter, rent blank before you buy it. I feel like I'm going back to Aerosmith now, because I think that was a shooter. It's got to be some kind of shooter. What's that? I was going to say, I have no idea. (laughs) Is there another review around, or is that the last one? There's one more review. Hit, a, hit us. I don't think we're much far. We're much us. closer. <laughs> While the sounds boast some great digitized speech and rockin' tunes, mm-hmm. the graphics oh. are way below par. This arcade port just didn't translate very well graphically, and this hurts the game. Also, the lack of a gun makes the cursor movement awkward and slow for this type of game. It does retain a lot of secrets and playability of the arcade version, but its sluggishness and grainy-looking graphics are just too much for me to get into this game. So I, th- I'm, I think it's got to be Aerosmith because the rock and soundtrack yeah. thing. Um, I think the House of the Dead games, because that would have been Genesis, had rock and soundtracks, but I don't think they would have mentioned it. So I just don't remember what it was called. It was like Aerosmith. Was he even called Aerosmith? It was like X something. <laughs> We're going to go with the Aerosmith game. Rockin' in the free world. I don't know. <laughs> Guns in an elevator. You, 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 you yeah. Can't, yeah, I was going to say, like, you can't even come up with like a clever name based off an Aerosmith song. <laughs> One of my favorite bands of all time. When I, was I don't want to close my eyes. Well, I definitely don't want to fall asleep because I'm playing this game and I don't want to lose a life. It's from January 1996 issue of EGM Revolution X for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I knew there was an X in there somewhere. Wait, so you have a gun? It was was a light game gun uh, and you shot CDs. Oh. Okay. It's, a, it's a fucking terrible game. It's such a shitty game. <laughs> even 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 <laughs> even as an Aerosmith fan at the time, like a waning Aerosmith fan at the time, it was fucking stupid. Um, I but love it, at least in the clock. <laughs> Joe Perry's like, let's go. Um, I think you well, can name time, members of the like, band, but you can't think of song titles. <laughs> Yeah, I said, you know, don't want to miss a thing and love in an elevator. (laughs) Dream on. Dream on, famously. Yes. Don't want to miss a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Again. 
But the, the version of it that plays in Armageddon when Ben Affleck is seducing Liv Tyler, Stephen Tyler's daughter, it's very weird. Yeah, he's like, Can you guys give me a give me a sample of that scene to write to you? Yeah. <laughs> I wanna make Imagine. sure it's good while he's fucking my daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but no, in, in the arcade it was novel. It was like it was kinda it was like there were a lot of games like that, like the Terminator game mm-hmm. where it was like the graphics were so good that it was like, wow, like that's that kind of that looks like Aerosmith. You but know, it was pretty, good because it was an arcade game. Like it was right. like it worked for that. It did they the home ports of those games do not work at all. Yeah. Even even if you had a light gun or whatever, they just don't they didn't work. Yeah. All right. Well three for three. Ready for the next one? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Damn. Um I'm not sure which one to do. I think they're both kind of easy, but um, I'll just, you guys fight over. So do you want the first one or the second one? You know, nothing about them. Se- number two. Number first two. Is the worst. Yeah. Always second number two. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah that's right. Round a big steaming pile. Yeah. Review. <laughs> Taking a big old duke on this one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Ass Assassin's Creed. Ass Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Ass Assassin's Creed. Oh, I, I have to imagine that was the subtitle they used. The- <laughs> <laughs> All right. First review. After 40 plus hours of gripping gameplay, I can safely say that Blank is a total blast. Blank's trademark open-ended gameplay, made famous in Blank hits like Blank and Blank, Dovetails remarkably well with the core elements from blank folklore to create one masterful role-playing game. What makes blank so appealing is that from start to finish, you direct how the adventure unfolds. You shape every aspect of your hero's being, from physical appearance and class attributes to the color and qualities of their blank. You choose whether your character follows blank or blank, uh, a philosophical struggle that can be as simple as saying the right thing in a conversation or as intricate as deciding whether to let someone live or die. The storyline itself delivers an incredible sense of freedom and surprising replay value with separate blank blank endings and multiple optional quests to tackle. After suffering through the stilted screenplays uh, and equally wooden acting of the recent flicks, Blank's engaging plot is a welcome relief to blank geeks like yours truly. Fleshed out characters, surprising plot twists, and expertly delivered dialogue combine to form an epic narrative. The game also boasts a fine balance of exploration and combat. Battles occur frequently, but they're so quick and action-packed that I never tire of kicking the crap out of blanks. Gamers looking for pure action will need time to acclimate to the turn-based melees, but the smooth mechanics of blank blank and blank are ultimately easy to grasp two minor problems do arise the visuals could use another coat of polish and after finishing the game you can't return to complete any remaining side quests but at least the latter provides me with an excuse to invest another 40 hours plus then i can see what it's like transforming my blank into a blank no blank tricks needed here this is a must buy Okay, I'm going to guess it's probably a Star Wars game. 
So I, funnily enough, I think I would have an inkling of what this would be anyways. I actually looked at this review. <laughs> is what I wanted to do. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I actually, so you're, 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 you're not cheating, but I 100% know you, what it is. You, you, have to, you have to recuse yourself, unlike I Supreme do. Court I Justices. To, I have to back away. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I'm, That's so funny. I knew this would happen eventually. I'm like, we're going for big popular games. At some point, one of us is going to read something and the other is going to be like, I have the same. That's why I have two. I was like, better have a backup. Well, but. and I, I wanted to do this one with you in mind, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm out. I'm All out. Right. I'm it's, out. I, I, I have an idea of what it is. So let's just go ahead and go. Just just keep going here. All right. Both. I, I'll, I'll let some more stuff slip then. Both PC role-playing fans like me and console gamers weaned on less hardcore fare can sit back and bask in Blank's magnificence. This is an RPG like no other, either on PC or console. The statistics-heavy Dungeons & Dragons rules set that... Do- rule set that... that, that, that <laughs> the statistics-heavy Dungeons & Dragons rule set that dominates most blank RPGs is virtually transparent here. You can ignore it if you want to just change... to just charge through... But all your dice rolls and combat modifiers are right there on the feedback screen if you wish to study them scrupulously to improve strategy. Your three-person party is easy to manage, but again, there's utter flexibility. Let me pause there and insert my little thing. I notice a lot of video game reviewers like the word utter. They use that a lot. Anyways, for the most part, party members take care of themselves, though if you wish to pause at any point and adjust their moves, you can go right ahead. You'll also enjoy outfitting your party members with loads of cool loot that you find along the way. Dual-wielding blank is awesome, but when you can upgrade them with found blanks, it's much more personal. Blank is like the movie we all hoped blank would be. Enthralling plot, marvelous visuals, and voice acting, deep immersion in the galaxy's many worlds, with all that noble blank malarkey lightened up by old-school blank style humor but the genius is in the light and dark side choices you're forced to make throughout this brilliant adaptation of the DD alignment system helps you truly feel how even the most well-intentioned blank would consider the blank a lot of the time it's just easier that way i'm not saying i succumbed but i did struggle with the temptation frequently add to all this a bounty of side quests tons of cool gear and nice touches like the well-designed map system quest log and inventory management and this is an rpg revolution every console gamer should experience so you said you have an idea ron is it pretty solidified uh, uh, now yeah i i got some i got some i think i i think i got it so just keep going okay last review these EGM reviews, you notice, they get a lot longer. The early EGM reviews are like, that game had some stuff. I liked it. But <laughs> some like later on, they're like... That's why I like That's why I like picking through the older ones, because they're a lot less descriptive, yeah. and you don't have to be like, blank, 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 blank. Yeah. <laughs> These later ones are like, it was the best of games, it was the worst of games. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night when I picked up. <laughs> oh, it's a pitchfork okay. review. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, last review with its excellent storyline likable characters and snappy sense of humor blank hits many of the same notes that the original blank trilogy did in fact in many ways it's a better follow-up to the first series than the current film run 
You could simply spend days exploring Blank's numerous side quests and not only barely scratch the surface of the game's narrative arc, but also not mind in the least. It's that good. Some of the game's less fantastic moments stand out in contrast against the rest, but only slightly. For instance, the combat system initially seems strange because you feel like you should have more control over your character's actions, but the turn-based fighting becomes progressively more interesting and intuitive over time. Likewise, the minigames, manning a gun turret or racing a pod racer like Swoop Bike, are largely uninteresting, but they're easily avoided or over too quickly for you to mind. Minor quibbles cannot tarnish the brilliance of the open-ended gameplay. Blank is such an all-encompassing experience that when you're away from the game, you'll end up talking about it to everyone you know. Hello, Dad. Guess what? I finally got into blank. Pause. Come on, you know. Blank world? Full of the sort of charm and polish that you normally find only within titles from developers like Nintendo, Square, and Bungie, Blank sets new standards for both its genre and system. Finally, Xbox owners have another game worth mentioning in the same sentence as Halo. So, Ron, what are we what are we looking at here? I believe that's KOTOR. That is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. You Woo! are correct. It got a 9, a 10, and a 9.5 in the September 2003 issue 170 of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yeah, Paul, I was thinking of, because I already looked through a few games and I was like not liking what I was finding. And then I was like, what are we all, like, what were our, some of our playlists? And I was like... I said, well, Republic might be fun, but you already looked at it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I look, because I had the same idea. I'm like, it would be kind of fun to do, like, a game that we've talked about, and maybe I could read it in such a way that it would seem mysterious. But yeah, no, uh, no, nice. Well, that that was awesome. And hey, it's just getting me more and more jazz to finally start it. So I'm, I'm excited. All these years later, EGM, your review <laughs> is still helping consumers. <laughs> oh, geez. And it hasn't aged a day. It's just, <laughs> just as thrilling and mind blowing yeah. as yeah. Uh, we're all here. It probably, our... It's still, most of it is still good. Well, I'm sure. Oh, I thought, yes. No, I'm sure it's great. And like, no, I thought, I thought you meant like the review itself. I'm like, yeah, here we are with all those, those non-gaming girlfriends because girls oh, yeah. hate games, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I can go next. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, here, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Throne breaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a game about breaking thrones, you would think that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. You can glimpse Blank's potential before even starting the adventure. Just flip to the extras portion of the main menu and watch the game's making of movie in which moody Blank designers crow about what they achieved with this much-delayed PlayStation 2 installment in the blockbuster blank series. They ramble about revamped controls, darker characters, and questions that'll be answered in later episodes of this planned trilogy. Okay, now just eject the game disc and play it nevermore, lest you risk disappointment with yet another average blank installment that, like the last few churned out blank sequels before it, fails to deliver on blank's promises. Blank is full of half-realized ideas, including strength power-ups, see the body sidebar below, 
a multiple choice conversation system that barely affects the intriguing but muddled story and a new tippy toed stealth pose that I never felt the need to hunker into. But of all the big ideas that fall flat, only the revamped controls damage the gameplay. Blank's goal was to finally make moving blank an accessible experience. Instead, Blank's scheme is more ponderous than ever and feels like it was designed by 10 people who didn't get along. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. All right, now I'm tapping the, <laughs> tapping the, walk, the walk button does one thing. Holding it does another. It takes two buttons to perform a small hop. Blank's jitters made me miss many crucial jumps to the point where I'd save after every successful leap. Even if Blank's new controls had worked, much of the game is still missing that sense of exploration. That feeling of, whoa, look at the size of this place. Now how do I get up there? That made the first two Blank titles so compelling. Out of the catacombs, Blank now wanders through realistic, stark environments, Paris, or in, for instance, teams with one whole person <laughs> filled with the usual switch-throwing, and block-shoving puzzles. Ironically enough, the game hits its high notes in the few levels that actually spent blank. Maybe blank should stick to what she knows best. Do you think it's Angel of Darkness? No, I think I, I, think I know what it is. Really? Yeah. Okay, so let's go through the clues. So it's a PlayStation 2 sequel to a long-running series. Mm-hmm. Starring a female character, mm-hmm. it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throwing switches, pushing blocks. The platforming is really awkward, and you walk into big areas and say, how do I get there? That all makes me think of Tomb Raider, right? What are you thinking? That's what I'm thinking, but I don't think it's that one. Which one? I, I, I'm I trying to remember what the first one on the PlayStation was. PlayStation 2. What was the first one on the PlayStation 2? I don't think it was Angel of Darkness. Um... It wasn't, was it like Temple of Osiris or something? I think it was like was La- Lost Revelations or Last Revelations or something like that. Was that the okay. first one? Maybe it was Angel of Darkness. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, maybe Angel of Darkness was the improved one. All right, let's go, let's go, to, Shit. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Review number two. The sequel and um, so, double in both its its order and sexism you're about to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crispin and Greg must have been blinded by the way this new blank jiggles when she wiggles. First line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Her game's an inexcusable mess. Despite a three-year development cycle, blank is packed with graphical, oral, and gameplay glitches. Slowdown occurs with jarring frequency. Sound effects drop in and out. There are misspellings in the dialogue text. And the game logic is non-existent. Why is it that I can kill a guard dog with a couple of kicks, but 60 bullets won't bring it down? Hmm. New moves like stealth kills and melee punches are a total joke. They're awkward, clumsy, and unnecessary. You don't need to worry about making noise or leaving bodies when enemies can't hear anything happening from more than three feet away, and thug corpses simply evaporate into thin air. The old moves are as robotic and frustrating as ever, particularly blanks jumps. You're guaranteed to accidentally hurl yourself off hundreds of cliffs before the game is through. Fanboys, 
like Greg, will insist this is the best blank since blank. And I wouldn't disagree. But that doesn't mean blank is good. It just means the whole series has been crap since 1997. Wow. That's a clearly. Yeah, (laughs) right. Clearly, a lot of real development time was poured into the game. Its story is deep and involving and the visuals are gorgeous. But who cares about pretty graphics and cool characters in the game that's absolutely no fun to play? I would like to compare that review to the Assassin's Creed review and see who said what. The whole yeah. series has been crap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also love that there's all this personal beef, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like talking like shit. Yeah, Crispin's a complete the fucking reviewers. moron for... Don't of- fucking listen to that guy. Uh, and also, I think reading these reviews are really interesting insight into... We talked about this before, game development time, because they're like this prolonged three-year development cycle. And today I'm like, that's fucking quick. Like, please make a game in three years. Yeah. Haunted Chocolatier, you should be out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so we just got to remember which, which fucking Tomb Raider was the first one on PlayStation I mean, 2. We could just go the easy route. I mean, there's still one more review, right? Yeah. yeah there, yep. So one more review we, we of could the just, series that has could, been terrible since the beginning. We could just go the easy way and just say Tomb Raider 4 if we can't remember it, so... Yeah, it was yeah. for. So anyway, last, let's yeah, go. The, let's go for the last one. Let's hear. Let's hear. I mean, how good I'm this shocked to even know what these games are. They're all so horrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, to your point, Joey, about like the weird antagonism. I tell you. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is Greg. I, yeah, I, I, would, I would. This is what I want to get. I want to get more of this infighting here. I bet Ethan wouldn't be half as tough on this game if it starred one of his idols, like Indiana oh. Jones or Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this series has sucked for a long time now. Wow. (laughs) And yes, Blank is a bit rough around the edges, but that's no reason to be so hard on it. I think the biggest problem is the developers are trying to do too much here, and none of it comes together quite as well as it could. It's as if the game could have used a few more months' refinement. That said, at its most basic level, this is a return to the original blank formula that worked so well so many years ago. The levels are well designed and inventive, and blank actually raids a tomb or two. Oh. There's is it wait, it's a Tomb Raider game. <laughs> There's very little fighting and the puzzles are engaging and intelligent enough to keep me interested in the game. And the controls? Despite Ethan and Crispin's whining, <laughs> work great once you get used to them. Overall, it's simply a solid addition to the blank legacy. Glitches? Okay, I noticed a few, but not nearly the number that Ethan's talking about. And certainly not enough to keep me from playing. Okay, now I'm starting to think it's Tomb Raider 4, I think, actually came out on the PlayStation now that I'm thinking about it. So it's not Tomb Raider. It wouldn't be Tomb Raider 4. Fuck, I can't remember if Tomb Raider 4 came out on PlayStation or not. Maybe it is Angel of Darkness. Maybe that was the first one on PlayStation 2. I can't fucking remember. We can just mumble that part, and then he'll maybe he'll hear the right one, and then he'll just accept it. Well, I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think... So, so uh, like Steve Dave, uh, what's up? <laughs> um, so, it was Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3, Tomb Raider 4. Oh, God, I can't remember if that was a PlayStation 2 game or not, or if that was... A- Same... Did it say it was the first on PlayStation 2? That was one in the first review, right? Or did it I, just I say think it was the first 
the first okay. it said the first on PlayStation 2, right, Paul? On the first review? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, it's it's that first Tomb Raider game on the PlayStation 2. Uh, I couldn't have followed the N64 naming conventions. Tomb Raider PS2. You know what I mean? Just like Tomb Raider 64. Or like Super Tomb Raider. <laughs> was it Angel of Darkness? Was that what was that the first one? I don't remember the or I I remember it being early, but I, th- I don't remember I, if it was the first I, one. I thought it was like Lost or Last Revelations or something like that. I remember I them th- both being I think not well received. Angel of Darkness was the I think the first one to drop the number scheme. Like the the Tomb Raider, you know, three, four, whatever. I think Angel of Darkness was technically five. Cause I remember I remember the fourth one had a four in it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're just getting back at me for fucking Tomb Raider two. <laughs> Wait a minute! You fucked Tomb Raider too? <laughs> How dare you? Um, it was never good in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to be fair, I've always thought that some of the platforming was pretty clunky, but like, look at the I, they're good. You just know to what say I mean? that yeah. to say that the series There's has always been shit is like one right. thing. Like <laughs> exaggerative to say the least. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, what a boy's choice! I'll let you. I'll let you decide what we're gonna what we're gonna do in this one. I mean, we can't even think of the other subtitles, so let's just go with Angel of Darkness, and then whatever we'll, it is. No, we'll, we'll split the room. We, you do Angel of Darkness. I'll do fucking. It's either Last or Lost Revelation. I can't remember what it was called. All right, Tomb Raider, Angel of Darkness, Tomb Raider, Lost or Last Revelation, whatever the whatever that vowel is. Who's right? Joey has it. It's Angel of yes. Darkness. Angel of Darkness. Um, Crispin gave it a five. Ethan, the second review, gave it a three. And Greg gave it a seven. So kind of all over the Fuck. place. A three and a seven. Yeah, from three to seven. Um, Tomb, they Raider also- Tomb Raider 4 was a PlayStation game. That was the last revelation. Also, interestingly enough, this review is so combative that it has a disclaimer at the beginning of it that says, whom do you trust? Match your Raider fervor with our critics to see whose review you should listen to. Crispin, your average fan. He's embraced the first two PlayStation 1 games, but tired of Croft's old tricks by the third sequel. Um, Ethan, <laughs> he lost interest in the series after the second game and has spent the least time staring at Croft's keister. Wow. <laughs> um, Greg, our most diehard Lara fan, he recently replayed the first Tomb Raider just for the fun of it. It's a fun game. My- <laughs> right, yeah. But I do I do like that review format, and it's what I think – I understand that costs a lot of money, but it's what I want review formats to be like because it's more trustworthy. You know what I mean? You can line up your experience with a series with someone else and say, I've looked at this keister the most. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to line up with their experience. But it's when, when you have – like nowadays, because publishing outlets don't want to spend the money on multiple reviewers – you have one reviewer speaking for the entire outlet and people are like game informer gave it an eight. Yeah. When and it's, it's like, really no like one person, right. Yeah. 
that's probably really experienced with the series. So I will say what I I definitely don't miss is this weird, not even passive aggression, just aggression between yeah. reviewers, which seems incredibly unhelpful. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think puts people in a defensive position of making grand statements like all of Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider has always sucked. The series has always been horrible. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing notes, but like if I like in theory, if I were the editor of a a video game magazine today and all three of us were assigned to the same game, I would say you can get together and share notes, but do not give an indication of your score like at all. Like don't let anyone know because I wouldn't want people to think, oh, well, Paul's talking about it like this and that's for him a seven which now let me compare my score to his and how he, I'm talking how, about how it. you can offset. Like I'm going to give right. it a higher score because I know he's only right. going to give it this. Yeah. And it deserves so, this. Yeah. Yeah. And but, instead um, be like, well, I saw Joey and Ron scores and they must've been blinded by the way this new Laura jiggles <laughs> when she wiggles. <laughs> Mike Easter don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. Um, but no, that was a that was a good that was a good set of reviews though. That's 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 what I like about this game is these weird <laughs> reviews where I'm like, oh man, reviews used to be very different. Uh, but are we ready for our last game? Yes. All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna cut out some stuff in the first two, and then I'll let them let them start trickling out later Joey, on. Joey, will we, we be don't. blinded by runs? Um, jiggles and jiggles jiggles and wiggles <laughs> <laughs> all right i was gonna joke around with the last time with revolution x and say that it has to be the third game in a series but ron does that with the 20 questions one so we'll have mm. to wait for when we do that again revolution x2 socom 3 <laughs> okay sorry go ahead. Uh, all right first review fantastic this has got to be one of the best fighting games next to Chrono Trigger. Oh. oh, let's see. Hold on. Do I want to? Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to. Because you would eliminate it by. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just say it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. This has got to be one of the best fighting games next to Street Fighter 2. And in some cases, better than Street Fighter 2. The voices are crisp and clear. Plus the control is absolutely wonderful. Another factor that I truly like is the story mode setup with dialogue boxes unraveling the whole plot. There is a lot of techniques to learn. There is a lot of, there are a lot that should be, there are. There is a lot of techniques to learn and plenty of combos that will get you really going. Another great hit from the pros at blank. My first instinct is killer instinct. Um, but I'm I'm thrown by a couple of things. So the combo thing definitely makes you think of killer instinct. The voice thing, I'm not sure. I mean, if we're talking about the arcade, there might be, but then it's, a, it's like the voice acting is great. And then it said, the story is told by text boxes. I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> so if there's, so I guess it could be Mortal Kombat because of like get over here and stuff like that finish him but there's no story that's told by text boxes i don't think yeah, hmm. so it's a, a game everything was compared to street fighter 2 though so that's hard to say but it seems pretty positive i'm thinking killer instinct but that's just my first 
I think it's a really good guess. But let's let's continue on to review number two. Yeah. Look out. The preliminary version. It's killer instincts. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your instincts are killer for this. <laughs> the preliminary version of this game we received months ago didn't prepare me for how this cart would turn out. This is the definitive fighting game around, besides Street Fighter, of course. But the number of the number of variety of character that's a terrible sentence. The wow. number of Is this from EGM? Hold on. The number okay. of variety of characters, excellent special attacks, and the wild finishing moves add up to <clears throat> one serious winner. If Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat have you down, be sure to check this one out. So there's finishing moves, but it's not Mortal Kombat. Were there finishing moves in Killer Instinct? Did I, you play that? I do not remember. I don't think there's finishing moves in Soul Calibur. I don't think there's finishing moves in like Tekken or yeah, I also, Dead or Alive. I don't think it could be Soul Calibur because it's like... Compared so closely to Street Fighter 2, and it's mentioning that's right. on cartridge. Yeah. And it's so early that I'm like... But or, it's, sorry, it's so positive that I'm like, it can't be like Clay Fighters or something, yeah, I don't right, think. Right, um, So I'm still leaning Killer Instinct, which would have come out on the 64. Yeah. And there might have been a Super Nintendo version of that, maybe. But we'll continue on and see. All right. Review number three. If it takes a company as good as blank to bring out a fighting or to bring out a game that could literally take on Street Fighter 2. And there's so many like copy mistakes in this here. All right. If it takes a company as good as Blank to bring out a game that could literally take on Street Fighter 2, Blank is the perfect blend of the best gameplay elements from Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat with the added bonus of using your favorite Blank characters. The gameplay is great and all the little details such as combos and finishing moves have been included. Adjustable speed, versus mode, and excellent graphics are just the beginning. Wait, so now when when did Marvel versus Capcom become a thing? That's exactly yeah. I was thinking Marvel versus Capcom or Capcom versus SNK. There's finishing moves. It's got to be one of those two: Marvel versus Capcom, Capcom versus SNK. It's it's weird to think that if it was. Marvel versus Cap. Well, either way, it's Capcom. Shit. The the thing of them is like a competitor. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, because they then I'm trying to think of some of the sentences Ron was saying was like that Capcom would come out with a game that would compete with Street Fighter Two. You know what I mean? That seems kind of weird. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. 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 It's got to be one of those two. Is there another review, Ron? There's one more. One more. All right, give give it to us. Okay. Hit, us <clears throat> hit us with your best review. Yeah. Blank is a real surprise. Fighting fans will definitely want to check it out. The fighters are all unique in their perspective ways. The ones that look the dumbest end up being the toughest. 
Plus, the moves are remarkably easy to execute, making it also a great game for beginning beginner fighters. All this and turbo speeds that you won't believe. Great voice and music also deserve mention. Turbo speed. All right, I'm going to give you give you a hit, or give you a thing here. Uh, I was actually really surprised at this. The scores are nine eight nine nine. You were surprised by this. Yes. This, Fuck. Does this suggest that I should think this is a bad game? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I then I started going to like maybe it's the first Smash Brothers because like you know playing as your favorite characters, but then I was like, there's no finishing moves no. in Smash Brothers. And then also you wouldn't. I feel like. Well, one I actually, I um, did the review for the first Smash Brothers. I think. Um, oh, that's right. Okay, do you want some hints? Yes. Oh, what would you? What would you? Oh wait, wait, have we have we named one? Have we named it yet? No. Fuck. Oh fuck. Wow. Okay, yeah, this is bad news. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is is it? Um. So let's see. There was Clay Fighters. There was Rise of. It better not be Rise of the Robots. That game was garbage. Um. What are there like fighting games that you would play as like your favorite characters? Oh wait, fight like a two D side scrolling. Like beat em up game would kind of a fighting game, would it? Maybe I don't know if they would. They were you thinking the Sub Zero game? They're not the Sub Zero game, but like any of the the ones that came out in this era, potentially. I don't know that they but would directly. Why would they compare? Yeah, but then yeah, why would they compare to Street Fighter Two and World Combat yeah. so much? Okay, I'm, never mind. Throw that idea out the window. So there's finishing moves. Was there a? There were fighters. There was like this. There was a Simpsons fighting game. What about like how old is Guilty Gear? I don't know. PlayStation One era, I think. Uh, It better not be Justice League Task Force. That did not have finishing moves, and it was not good. Or a Night Stalkers. Um, That's later. Yeah, Injustice is too late. Way too way too late. Although that would fit in a lot of things. All right, we need. I think we need some. All right, what, right? What, what, what do you want? What do you want? Give me. You want developer? You want system? You want what do you want? Like all I of that would be. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll, one at a time. We'll do. We'll, we'll do one at a time. One, okay, developer. Developer. Yeah. Konami. Konami. Oh uh, well, then of course it's Silent Hill. It's yeah. Silent Kill, <laughs> the fighting game starring Silent Hill characters who only fight with their farts. <laughs> <laughs> what silent but deadly come on easy it writes itself <laughs> you know okay ron let me ask you this are are we gonna be mad when you say it are we gonna be like of course it's that konami fighting game ron, no i i think i think you're gonna be uh, so i th- i i like i i was aware of this game and stuff like that i didn't realize okay. that it was highly received for received it was but i was aware of this game i've heard people talk about it but i thought it was more of like an underground hit not that it was like actually like a really well received game um, okay i have played it i think i have rented it at least once um so it's something i'm aware of i don't know how aware of you guys are 
uh, of it. So, does this game have a three in the title, Ron? <laughs> there are no numbers in the title whatsoever. Is it what platform? PlayStation One. So this review specifically is Super Nintendo. Super uh, Nintendo. Super NES, games. if you will. By Konami. NES fighting game. It is a 16 meg cart. Uh, Underground. If that, if that has anything to do. Uh, Not any of the ones we've mentioned. It was real. I'll, I'll give you a. So this is from the November 1993 issue of EGM. Ooh, old as shit. Super Nintendo. That's early. And it is. It is. It is now available according to the review. And are the fighters, are the characters like existing well-known characters yes. from other? Oh, what? what? Oh, fuck. Okay. It is, it is a licensed property. If that is what you're asking. Oh. And there's, f- and there's finishing <clears throat> moves. I think we're going five for six on this one today. Oh shit, man. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I can give you any more hints without it just coming out. Yeah. Ah, uh, what was that? That one was canceled. Um, all right, nothing happened. This is all perfect. Uh, perfect. Yep. No technical issues whatsoever. No technical issues whatsoever. They still do not have the game. Still, I get, there's, okay. there's, there's literally nothing else I could say aside from the title. Well, okay, this is going to be a big hint that we'll probably give it away, I think. What are the existing characters? What are, what's the IP that it's drawing from? Did that's I gonna, give it away? That's going to give it away, yeah. I can't oh, say fuck. it. Oh, fuck. Was there a Chuck E. Cheese fighting game? Where you could be your favorite <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> band member? Well, I was going to give you a, 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 a pretty good hint, but after that fucking display, no, I'm not going to give it to you now. What? Is it, is it oh. Looney Tunes? Like some kind of Animaniacs or Looney Tunes something? No. All right, what's, no? The, what's the hint, Neuron? Come on, pretty please. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. Otherwise, I'm just going to give it. A, it's it's going to be straight given away. Can't. Did it get sequels? Did this game specifically get yes. sequels? Yeah. I do not believe so. Let me double check. Is it based on Marvel characters? I feel like no. it turned into 20 questions. No. <laughs> um, shit. I, yeah, I'm really drawing a blank. I have no idea. The uh, Final Fantasy fighting game didn't come for a while. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I did not know this. It was also released on NES. Uh, but what? It was, it was, it was, it was released. It was released in February of 94. So like six months later. On NES. On the NES. Oh my uh, god. What, it was also, is, what is this? <laughs> it was also on Genesis. So it was Genesis, NES, and Super Nintendo. This is oh. Um, is it that Ninja Turtles fighting game? Is that it? I don't remember. What's the name of it? What's the name of it? Okay, okay, okay. Teenage Ninja Turtles. Um, Beat him up. Oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> the river devil. Uh, the river The river devil. The barbarian. Um, I know this. I fucking know this. Uh, it's not Turtles Through Time. Masters of... Terrace Kasi. Yeah. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What what do you something, do in the, what what do you do in the game? Is there something through t- uh, f- fighting? There's second sec, second word is is what you're doing in the game. The uh, second it, word. The second word. Mutating. So, no. <laughs> what what is what what kind of game is this? Fighting, fighting game. And what, what what would you call someone who fights? Fighter. fighter. Okay, that's the second word. Okay, that's the, okay. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Street Fighters. Street Turtle Fighter? Um. <laughs> um, bracket. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's another word for a bracket? Oh, like, like a turtle. Tournament Fighters. Yeah! Whoa. TMNT Tournament Fighters. Oh. I'm giving it to us. We got it. Whoa, what a, that's nuts. My hint was going to be it's, it's a very relevant game that we were playing right now. Shit, yeah, we're playing. We're playing the tournament, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. So, yeah, that that was a good one. I also played that one and scrubbed it from my memory. I don't remember it being great. Those scores, you're right, are surprising. Yeah, I would have thought like sixes and sevens. I I remember being like pretty good, but I always remember like people like talking about like, no, this game's like really good, really good, and like I'm like okay, but yeah, nine eight nine nine. That's a pretty that, that was their uh edit, the editor's choice gold pick of the month wow yeah not would not have shown up on my radar for sure but um but we we got there with enough hints we i'm gonna give it to us i think we got i think we're six for six on this so yeah well yeah. that was fun Paul seems defeated though Paul's like, yeah, no i'm, I'm looking i'm looking at the, the differences between the NES and Super Nintendo version. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, wow. It's the trash. Fucking yeah, trash. Yeah, it's like whoever got this on the NES should should have been sorely disappointed. There's like like the screenshot, like there's so many sprites that are like missing from the characters. But that's one of the things that I think about a lot when people bring up like when there's a new generation like PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, when people are like, Oh, why are you still releasing games for the old platforms? I'm like, because it takes time. Like this was happening with the SNES and the NES and the SNES was a super popular, very successful platform, but the NES was even more popular. So there were still games being released apparently through 94. Uh, just so you know, this will be included on the Cowabunga collection, which is coming out for switch PlayStation four, PlayStation five, Xbox one and Xbox series X and PC in 2022 there we go baby let's do it it'll include the 13 tmnt games uh including the nes game the beat-em-up uh the first beat-em-up the game boy game the other beat-em-up for nintendo the turtles in time then another game boy game a genesis game another game boy game there are a lot of game boy games and then yeah, tournament fighters. It, it, it the it'll include the NES, SNES, and Genesis <laughs> versions of the game. Wow, it was like I, I only wow. played the NES version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one with with blood. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I need to I need I'm I I think I might pick this thing up when it comes out. <laughs> it was announced March 9th at State of uh, Post Sony State of Play. I don't remember that. Is it going to yeah, be free we, on we talked about it. Did we talk about it? I don't remember. I think we talked about it. Yeah. Um, what was I don't Paul? know. That would be. If, if he asked if it was going to be on Game Pass. Um, I could possibly see it be a Game Pass game. 
I don't know. Those collections, are they normally? I don't know. Not sure. That'd be nice, though. Or one of the PlayStation Plus games, since they kind of are doing that now a little bit. But um, but yeah, I want to hear more from that. I want to hear Sony, because both Sony and Nintendo have done their like second-party showcases. I want both of their first-party showcases. So hopefully, you know, I don't know if we'll hear from either of them over the summer, but we'll see. Um, all right, well, thanks for playing along at home. Um, as always, I thought it was a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to do Make This Game Damn It 2. So me, I think I think it's just going to be us three, me, Paul, Ron, are going to come in and pitch games. We have these ideas for games that we, we've been wanting for years, and we're going to come in and, and make the pitch. Here's this game that we want to come. And, of course, developers are going to listen and just eat it up ravenously and make these games, and we're not <laughs> going to get any royalties. But that's fine because as long as it ends up in the world – that's good enough for us. So if you want to write in, if you have an idea for a game, write in, whether it's an actual game that you want developed or a game that you want us to play, write in to prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com and let us know. And you can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron and on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron. Handsome Boy Frank for his two adorable, beautiful little kitty cats. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Joey Crundwell for mostly just my cat. I like how you uh, just think almost, about that for a minute there. <laughs> I because I keep forgetting. I'm like, did it? You know, because my handle used to be Losperman, and I slowly just started moving away and using my real name for like, okay, well, if an employer, you know what I mean. Like, I had a big interview this past Monday, which I don't want to talk about yet, but like, if it progresses, I would love to announce it on the podcast, but. I'm, I was a little paranoid. I'm looking at all my social media stuff. I'm like, what are they seeing? And we had a bump in the analytics of the podcast. The last two episodes are slightly higher than normal. And I'm like, oh God, what is it? People from this company, are they listening to episode 69 or episode 70, which starts with, <laughs> and they're like, two you know, great we classic episodes <laughs> just like immediate instant hits you know pre-pixels after dark we thought know your heart was on that one <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be like we know we had a second interview scheduled but we listen to your podcast and we just don't think it's a <laughs> the right fit but um yeah look forward to maybe hearing news about that and on my instagram again like yesterday my cat tried to catch a chipmunk i got some pictures of the chipmunk super cute cheeks full of food Aww. adorable yeah it was really it was really sweet also this is a complete non sequitur I found a dead bird under my car this morning. Oh. It was a bummer of a way to start the day. I am house sitting for my boss and I was pulling out of her driveway to come here to record the podcast. And there was something under my car and I start pulling away and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, that's a bird. I'm like, what's a bird doing under there? And I was like, maybe it was sleeping. Like, I didn't want to believe it was dead. And I was like, I have to check. So I turn around and go back. I was like, what if it's hurt, you know? No, it was dead. And then I was like, oh, no, did I, like, run it over or something? And, like, no, it was it had been dead for a while. It was, like, directly right underneath my car. So somehow it just went under my car to die. And that made me sad because I love birds. It was a robin. Oh, 
That's yeah. sad. Jason way, to, way to bum out the end of the show, Joey. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, how do you follow that up, right? Well, yeah, there's nothing, nothing I can think how, of. If there is one game that's sure to win back the hearts of Joey's um, future potential <laughs> employers, and that I would not, the one game that I would not be shocked that came out after 1994 and somehow was ported to the NES. It is Thronebreaker. <laughs> this game is on every fucking system imaginable. Um, it is incredible. And uh, yeah, Joey's, you know, future employers, if you're listening, if you love Joey, you're going to love him even more because his <laughs> podcast got you to play Thronebreaker. It's an amazing game. Uh, deck building mechanics, incredible writing, RPGs, um, uh, you know, elements um, set in the world of the Witcher is fucking phenomenal. Taylor, if you're listening <laughs> and you're somehow involved in hiring Joey, you'll love it too. <laughs> so check it out; it's really, really great. And write in, send in your concept art, send in your song, send in your poetry, send in your fanfic, whatever you write about it, because you love it so much. Then we'll respond. We'll send you a code to a game you've already played so much so that you can continue, you know, pay it forward, continue this this journey of recommending this game to other people. And then eventually, in the spirit of our next episode, they'll make a sequel. Make that game, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Groundbreaker 2. If we all work together and we all play it all these years after it came out, no doubt they will make another one. Groundbreaker, check it out. It is awesome. But if it's not called Thronebreaker 2 Electric Boogaloo, I'm not playing it. I'm not, I'm not playing it. For some reason, that just sounds so right. Really I don't know where, where that title could have come to me from. But yeah, so play Thronebreaker, uh, write in, have fun, stay safe. <laughs> Hire Joey, you know. Hire me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't listen this far. Please. Desperation. I'm not, I'm not begging, but I do think I'm a good fit. So, um, so well, I, next I just have for... to say, that's what oh, I was saying. No, oh, no. Okay. We're done. Bye. Bye. Bye.